each Sunday night. I'd watch the practice with none of my friends. I'd turn the dial to ABC to see the creep of the week that Bobby Donald defends. But I'm out With your hosts, Keith Marty and... Segway. Mixing it up. Muggy Neglio! Way back in high school, most every night, my mom watched QVC, so I best the practice. There was no TiVo, what could I do? Wait 15 years, get fat, get fat. I almost didn't shower because Mike needed to do an emergency podcast. But then I did, and now I look bald. I smell burning. (laughs) And welcome to the Out of Practice Podcast, a weekly podcast in which me and my old buddy Mike... Uh, we talk about uh, David E. Kelly's award-winning series, The Practice. This week, we are up to Season 6, Episode 21. This puds for you. I'm fiddling with dials like a maniac. What are you doing? How are you doing, Mike? Uh, I'm, this is what's wrong with our country, Keith. You're fiddling with a third monitor you don't need. Hashtag- I sure do. Hashtag uh, first world problems. And I'm texting my wife 10 feet away asking her for coffee, which I shouldn't do. Hashtag uh, douchebag husband. So here we are. No, no. Look, I need a third monitor, okay? Do you realize how many things I have to have open during this podcast? Let me do a rundown, okay? See, I've got to have the IMDb page for the episode up. I have to have our email up. I have to have our Facebook or our YouTube up. Uh, for, for comments. I have to have the rundown for the show. I have to have the notes for the show. I have to have the soundboard for all of our sound cues. And, uh, and I've got to, I've got to have the Skype window so I can, I can interact and see you and, and, you know, and my own chubby face here on the screen. I have a, I need a lot of things. And of course, the reason for the third monitor, I have Pro Tools now over here so I can make sure that it hasn't crashed. So there's a lot going on, Mike. I'm just saying. Uh, I can't wait for the winter, Keith, because, you see, uh, I, I built this computer, and when I'm running OBS and I have all these things happening, it, you know, that, that it gets hot. And because the kitten is currently in I want to kill the fish and eat the blinds phase, I have to keep mm-hmm. the office door closed when we're filming, so the heat gets backed up. And so by filing oh. the subpoenas, I'm uh, sweating my balls Subpoenas off? off? Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, you're so much better. Than you. So much better. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily I'm in the basement, which is by rule like 10 degrees cooler than anything else. So even on the hottest days when the air is on, I'm cold down here, which I mm. love. Like chubby Vermonters are almost never cold, and yep, I consider fair. it a privilege. So there it is. Yeah, so we are recording this. Uh, a little early because you're going on vacay, yeah? I am, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. We're going up to the cabin. Uh, actually, to be honest, we're not going to stay at the cabin, which is our little uh, our little uh, hunting shack 
in the middle of the Adirondacks down the way, my brother-in-law rented this like pimp ass, uh, like glamping huge cabin on the lake, like on the lake with the dock and the view and the fire pit and the thing. He spent way too much money of which we did not give a fair share. <laughs> so did he rent it for the whole summer? It. Is that what happened? No, just a week. Just a week. If I told you the price it costs to rent this place for a week, you would your head would spin. But we got invited, so we're going to go and stay with them. And my uh, niece will be back from college. My two young nephews will be there. Some some friends and family friends and stuff. It's going to be a little bit more uh, family reunion than it has been in years past. But I didn't get to go last year, so it's been like almost three years since I've been up. So I'm really excited. Well, yeah, because, you know, there was, I don't know if you remember, there was a global, is a global pandemic, so that we couldn't do any of that kind of thing for a long time. So, uh, get your vaccines, Did I mention to you that uh, a group that I sing with, we got offered a a cruise on an Italian cruise line, an MSC cruise. I don't think I told you this, so I guess I'll tell you in real time. And the money was, as you can imagine, pretty good because uh, not a lot of groups want to go out. It was going to be five weeks. They're booking groups for longer periods because I guess that makes sense. You can't be turning over because the f- then there was an extra week in the beginning. You had to go and quarantine in your room, locked down in your room for a week. Oh, really? In order to get, you know, past the protocol, even, and you had to be vaccinated. Uh, and then you'd get full passenger status, which is what guest groups do. But... They were letting on unvaccinated passengers. However, if you were unvaccinated, there was a daily fee. It was extraordinarily expensive to be unvaccinated. And in addition to that, you also had like separate a separate galley, separate place to eat, a separate this, quarantine, mask the whole time. And so like you were living like third class passengers on the Titanic. It's, it's really interesting. Anyway, long story short, uh, I said no. Yeah, because you got to pay the stupid tax. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and and like I I appreciate that they are trying you know trying to do something trying to make some sort of accountability holding people accountable for their own stupidity a little bit but mm-hmm. you know they shouldn't be you shouldn't be allowed to do anything now I you know I don't know who's listening to this like somebody might feel differently but if you do sorry uh, I don't think you should be able to buy toilet paper until you're vaccinated at this point unless you have like a medical condition like come on people. Whew, before well, I get about it before, too fired you know, up. Yeah. Science is science, and uh, believe what you will. The the numbers are the 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 sheer uh, onslaught that you're seeing right now is in places where the vac- vaccination rate is very low. It, well, and it's not even and 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 regardless of what the vaccination rate is. And I, I think this this should be soothing to us vaccinated folks who are sort of made nervous by all of this. Of the breakthrough cases, of the people who are getting it now, somewhere between 97 and 99% of them are the unvaccinated. So, like, math, you know, obviously there are cases. There's always going to be cases. You know, you have a large enough sample size, people are going to die from soda machines, like, every, mm-hmm. every day. So, uh, but you're mathematically... Complete, like you are like statistically safe and and like and it's it literally just comes down to like get your shots don't be a dummy yeah, don't, don't be, be a, dummy. a dummy well right. folks if if you would like to uh flame me on the on the internets and uh give me your very best right wing theory uh 
because Donald Trump was too insecure to wear a mask, so therefore we had an adversarial relationship with science from the very beginning. None of the, I think we'd all be getting our vaccines without thinking about it if Donald Trump had bigger hands. Anyway, whew, sorry, I need to stop. Were Mike, you segueing into contact information <laughs> through that? I was. You know what, since he's out of job, Keith, why don't we have Donald Trump come on in and let our viewers slash listeners know how to to uh, tell us that we went too political, even though we had stopped, but then we went back. I don't know, Mike. I'm not technically literate, uh, but if you would like to contact us, you could get us at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram. I can not allowed to use those, but they are at outofpracticepodcast. And, uh, you know, join the jury. I don't like juries. I'll probably be convicted soon. But you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's amazing. It's great. It's beautiful. Podcast. Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Yeah. Wow. Folks, let me just say, you've been doing some work on your Trump. Because <laughs> that was the best you've ever had. You've, I haven't you've done added a Trump. really specific nuances well here's here's the little nuance i've added to my trump although i haven't i, I literally haven't done it in like six months mm -hmm. uh what you have to do is on any big words slow it down as if he's reading it phonetically so like uh, uh -huh. trump wouldn't say phonetically he'd be like phonetically because yep, you're you know, right that's, you know what that's, he'll, he'll never win detail. an oopsie keith but we will give him an unofficial coopsie if you know what i'm saying See, you're 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 there today. You're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. What should we do? Well, you want to well, let's go to the basement. What do you say? I think we should go to the basement. I think I think we should just hop straight to the time machine uh because we are in a very interesting time both on the series, the practice and in our lives. Mm -hmm. So, it's pretty cool. We are going to talk today about May 19th, the year 2002 and answer the question, hey, what was going on? This day in the basement. Well, uh, this was about the belief jeesh. It, it was it about the... Yeah, the one-year anniversary of my dad dying. Nuts. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> balloons, <laughs> confetti! Um... <laughs> Which didn't dawn on me till this exact second. I had just moved. You want me to get uh, that just, graphic I did for your birthday with the confetti all over it? I just Great. moved back to Pennsylvania for uh, what would thankfully be and probably life-saving uh, be a short period of time uh, because New York had overwhelmed me pretty quickly after school. And I, the truth of the matter was, was I was straight up broke yeah. and was just going to kind of take the summer off in Pennsylvania. And that's basically what it ends up being. Uh, but I am living in the basement of my mom's house. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's cool is that this particular, oh, side note for those following the saga. This was, I, got, I was, was going to bring it up. I got the converter. Okay. There is nothing on that tape. It is blank. Um, no! Yes. However, however, uh, which is interesting. I, I don't know why it's labeled the way it is. I, I think perhaps we, I had labeled it in order to get a copy from a friend back when we, you know, you'd had to bootleg these VHS tapes. And right. I think I just never did it. I think I never copied or got the tape from Jason. Long so story where short, is it? I think my buddy Jason has it. Jason. 
My the saga. Are we gonna get to the end of the saga before no, no, the no. end of the season? But I have to tell you, yeah, but I have to tell you what I did find. And I, I think for these for the season of spectacular was I was thinking, mm-hmm. uh, I would I have found two things. Well, one thing and then next season. So I found a tape from uh, do you remember, Keith, in our first season of this show? I remember nothing we about, about our first season. Well, we talked about my first professional job, which was Hello Again at the City Theater in uh, Delaware. Yeah, I, I vaguely I remember like $400. that. Yeah. I, f- I did not know this, but I have a VHS copy of that performance. No kidding. Yep, you'll recall uh, I played the young thing. So it's going to look like butthole, but I have a tape of it. So I'll play that from seasons ago. And I found... That's exciting. Uh, a performance from October 12th, 2003 of Forever Plaid in Rochester, New York. No kidding. So next season we have some goodies from there. So We I need got to stuff. put together a production of Plaid. Yeah, we absolutely should do that before the entire like, audience is dead. It, it can't be that difficult to do. It's not that crazy to license. No, it's not. It's cheap. Uh-huh. We, have, we, we have a Jinx. We have a Frankie. Right? I could, uh, I'm a Sparky these days. You're Sparky. I, I, do oh, I, I, forget. I don't even remember who anybody is. But I know a smudge who would come up and do it in a heartbeat. And a few. I feel like we could we could put together a pretty damn good production of Plaid, like out of our cell phone. Yeah. In fact, I could probably get um, my buddy uh, Kenny to uh, to do it up at the depot, get ourselves a nice little weekend away. Uh, let's talk about this not on this Okay, podcast. great. Yeah, and you know, luckily, the original cast was all a bunch of old farts, too. So, like, yeah. the precedent has been set that I've these teenagers are played by like, middle-aged, we, chunky dudes. We've got our mics, our something, and our bodies, and one person goes, and we got old. And, so and we got work, so you, old. Okay, yes. anyway, Keith, so I'm back, and... Yes. Uh, What's nice is that one of the things I think I'd mentioned in the past my dad loved to do when he was with us was to go watch my brother wrestle when he was still doing like minor league professional wrestlings. Well, around this time in 2002, I think it was uh, late May or early June, so this exact time period, my brother was defending his WXW Cruiserweight Championship title uh, versus a guy named Smooth Tommy Suede, who would go on to wrestle on like the undercard and Raw a few times, um, uh, and this was at a, play, a thing called Sports Fest in Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is like an outside uh, thing. Anyhow, if this technology works, I believe. Oh hell yeah! Let's see here. I'm so excited to see this because, you know, we in in our empire, we do have plans to do some sort of a wrestling uh, thing. thing. Yep. So I've been doing a ton of research. I've I noticed now know, when I look at the history of our YouTube. of our uh, That's true. All I do YouTube. is watch old wrestling clips. So yeah. look out. I'm going to be like an expert by the time we start. This is awesome. Can you hear that? I can't hear it, but I but I can see a lot of people standing. It. I don't know if the if the match was that great. It seems like they just stood there. You should be able to hear it. I'm going to quickly check as to why perhaps you can't hear it. Um, as long as the audience hears it, I I can be Jr. I'll uh I'll call it. No, I definitely oh. want you to hear it. Look at that! I gotta find a way for you to hear it. Hold on. Shot multicam. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Hold on, now we've got it. We've got, we've got, we've got the, the match that we <laughs> talked we about a little bit earlier, guys. 
And this is it, zero gravity. Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest you can hear it now. is scheduled yes. for one fall. Yes. And it is for the WXW Zero Gravity was your brother. Championship. Introducing the challenger, making his way to the ring from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, weighing in at 202 pounds, Smooth Tommy Swade. Boo. You suck, Tommy. And there she is, the beautiful Ariel. Leading out the challenger here tonight for the Cruiserweight Championship. All right, Tommy so that's Swade. Tommy Swade, who we're fighting Pennsylvania, against. Come on, we're here for zero gravity. Pounds, Let's be honest. The WXW Cruiserweight oh, Champion, Zero Gravity. Here he oh, comes. look at that. He's got the belt and the My saunter. Champion right there. You can definitely tell he's an Your choice for champion because he is the champion. And one thing for sure, Mark Clemson, this is going to be a very this fast is so cool. pace I, match. You have to send me this link. Guys, I think he was a bad guy now. Skilled young is he a heel? you got to use the wrestling terms. I know it now. Off the ropes. Big shot tackle knocking down the cruiserweight Good champion. Back Swayed up and over. Nice leapfrog there by Zero Gravity. Swayed off oh. the ropes again. Leapfrog there by Tommy Swayed. Nice move. And it's... And now, whoa, wait a minute. Hey, what the hell? What is Swade gives up. No. I'm just jumping through here. He's got some ground games. Got so he's a flyer. Sports Classics, the World Series That's right. of Professional Wrestling. I'm Mike Mittman, along with the bald guy. And Buck might get up there. Yeah, splashing from the top rope. Shooting yes. Oh, bad cutaway there. Yeah, I, I get it. She's pretty, but like, and here he goes. This is where he's his most dangerous. We said this was going to be a high, quick pace match. Here we go. Oh shit! Fifty splash on zero gravity sway with the Oh, don't drop that belt. I thought he had it. Oh, he kicked out on two. Oh, Although no, he did, the, uh, looks like there was a box away. job there. So they really went for it here. We're going like 15, no, 20 minutes. No, this is a serious match. They gave him time. Oh, a low blow. Low blow. Yeah, he's going looks up like again. He's going to fly. Going out on that top. Yeah. Telling some of the fans. The <laughs> audio <laughs> delay is actually really comical. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, nut Oh, interference. It's going to be a DQ. What is Ariel doing here? Look at this! What? She <laughs> has zero gravity up! No, this looks bad! Oh, let's oh, oh, shit! Damn! Zero gravity taking down Ariel as she went for her Rana. Zero Oops. gravity Don't doing what she had oh. to do no. to escape that move. And you <laughs> see the serious. risk in the eyes a woman. of food, he might Tommy Swain. And you know what? She's not... She's in bad shape. She, I think she hurt her neck. And right now, really bad. Oh, now he's got the belt. Oh, no. He's definitely a heel here. I know. She interfered. Zero gravity with a nice move. I wouldn't call it nice. Maybe a clutch. Oh, he's going after the ref. I heard that. Oh, no. Wow. Amazing. The deal, here's, I would say. Here's the finish right here. Tommy Sway. Yep. Ariel That's... trying to go for that top rope Hurricane Rana, but Zero Gravity catches her and takes it down with a nice Ooh. power bomb, yeah. which distracted the challenger. No, I mean, that was, for that was Zero done Gravity right. That was the safe. Title, like you see right here, nail him. Wham! Over right the over the, the neck with that Amazing. belt. The referee out so of there position. You go. All right, well, we now know what the, the pilot is for our wrestling show. <laughs> My brother. Uh, he retained the title. Unfortunately, he could not retain his hairline.
<laughs> well, yeah, join the club. That's 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 all right. You know, neither did Hulk Hogan, so he did yeah, all right. True. Keith, what about you, man? What were you up to? Wow, I, I mean, I definitely can't top a a wrestling match, but I do <laughs> have. Uh, it's kind of an important day in my life. Okay, May nineteenth, two thousand two. Uh, first off, was uh, the day before my twenty second birthday. So that was happening. But uh, folks, it was my college graduation. <laughs> I was going to put. Hold on. I should. You know, if I'd been a better podcaster, I would have pulled this up earlier uh, because this is the appropriate. Yeah. And I couldn't think of the tune, but I'm sure you've got it. Yes. Pomp yes, and Circumstance. Pomp and Circumstance is the tune. Here it is. Uh-huh, folks. Mm hmm. Hold on, let me get out What's of here. my uh, YouTube loads? YouTube has been loading really slowly lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, so uh, here it is. The 77th commencement of the Eastman School of Music on Sunday, May 19th. And there <laughs> I am getting my diploma. Wiki and, uh, fan. Fan. Yeah, that's true. And uh, me with my brothers on the right, and me with the uh, other voice majors in my class. We o- we only graduated eight voice majors. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there was 135 undergrads, and uh, it was a it was cool. I mean, it was uh, quite the. Uh, I mean, I, I not I don't know how to gauge it because it was pretty small compared to most college graduations. Mm-hmm. But those are uh, most of my buddies from my year. We called ourselves the team of voice majors because yeah. I, yeah, because I I sort of spearheaded wanting to make it a more um, supportive environment amongst ourselves, as opposed to like the crazy competitive atmosphere. So I sort of declared us voice majors a team, and so we all helped each other, and uh, it was really fun. So. There it is. That was the end of Rochester for me, right before you got there. And, uh, yeah, I I haven't changed a heck of a lot. Of, I, I'm a little fatter, but I'm basically the same. Uh, so, yeah, so that was, uh, so that was that. Um, it was fun. My family came down. I'm going to tell you next week about, uh, the trip home, which ended up being pretty exciting. Um, because, Mike, you don't know this. But uh, you're going to have an interesting problem because next week it's also going to be May 19th because they burned off the final two episodes of the season back to back on May 19th, 2002. So, and the other thing is when I remember this storyline from the practice, I don't remember the storyline. And and I'll tell you why, because I was graduating and I didn't see it and there was no, I like in order to tape it, you had to have like a VCR. And I think I was like packing. And so, uh, a lot of these, some of these episodes from this time, I have never seen. So it's, it's have kind you prepped of next week already. I have, Ah oh, man, I was going to say, we should watch it then together in real time because you hadn't seen it, but, uh, well, well, yes, you well, know, where I, it's headed, I guess you do know you. Yes. You have to know where it's headed. Uh, because the consequences are kind of long term. So, you would, uh, it, it would definitely bleed in. So, uh, folks, or not, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what was going on in our lives on May 19th, 2002. I think it's time 
that we zoom out a little further and talk about... It's time for the Out of Practice Podcast's This Day in the World. The greatest hits, the biggest movies, headlines from Vermont, essential sports updates, and for some inexplicable reason, the weather from 20 years ago. Now back to Keith and Mike. Well, folks, we were still listening to Foolish by Ashanti. And when we went to the movies, do you know what we were going to go see, Mike? We I were going... have a guess. You have a guess because you have the rundown now. It's sad. But we were going to see Star Wars Attack of the Clones. So uh, big, uh, big old movie. I remember I saw that one uh, back in Vermont about a week later. And uh, yeah, so that was... Uh, Clones wasn't the worst. Like no. I think I think the prequel series got better. Good little romance. In there. No, f- good oh, little romance. romance. No, fuck the romance. The romance is oh so bad, so bad. But the you know but the the fighting was good. I liked the fighting. Yeah, that uh, CG, that CGI that we can do better in OBS these days. We can. Uh, the local paper, the Brunswick Free Press, talked about IBM Ripple's felt far. And uh, obviously, I've talked about it before, we had the big IBM plant in Essex, which was, at this point, beginning to peter up. And uh, so that was a huge, had a huge consequence on the town and the economy, because it was by far the biggest, uh, you know, part of the economy there. So, let us continue to, you know, the more important, uh, the more important segment. And that is... It's time, it's, time, time. Time. it's time for sports. The Carolina Hurricanes dashed the hopes of the Toronto Maple Leafs in six games, sending them to the Stanley Cup Finals, where they would meet the Detroit Red Wings, who would outlast the Colorado Avalanche, winning the game six, game six two to nothing, and game seven seven to zero. Dominic Hasek was dominant, shutting out the Abs in the last two games. You know, Keith, it dawns on me. Things mm-hmm. are chugging along a little bit this episode, and I'm wondering why. And it dawns on me that because we shoot s- s- our other show in 60 frames, that I forgot to change it back. So I'm shooting this in 60 frames, and with all the bullshit I have on this show, it's really <laughs> trying to kill my computer. So uh, we're 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 really taxing, huh? We'll see. If so, if you see a ton of dropped frames on this episode, who cares? Nobody watches this shit. Does that <laughs> <laughs> Who would see it, Mister YouTube? <laughs> but look, um, look, look how, how clearly you can see my hands moving. Woo! Even though I'm definitely no, not giving you sixty. we're shooting in thirty frames, so it's it's just doubling frames for no reason, which is the funny part. <laughs> wow. Anyway, it, that makes me mad as hell, Keith. Does it? I oh oh very good, very good, yep, very good. Uh, here we go. I'm a human being. God damn it! My nope. life has value, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. It's time to talk about the damn episode. And uh, we're not gonna risk melting down Mike's computer <laughs> so that we don't lose what we've done so far. Why won't it? Why won't it run? I'm so curious. Because your computer wants to die. It's because, like, think about it. Not only is it processing sixty frames a second, it's not just that. What is it processing? <laughs> <laughs> the poor thing is having to process our faces in sixty frames a second. 
Yeah. So like that's got to be demoralizing. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know how you could get up in the morning and be like, oh, it's it's Sunday morning. What are we gonna do? We're gonna look. That's at like Keith them and Mike. handing us a picture, uh, a graphic artist, our faces, and being like, can you Photoshop them? And they're like, listen, I, I it's just gonna look fake. It's just you know, gonna life, look fake. Life is precious, and. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Well, let us actually talk about this episode of The Practice. It's a huge one. Uh, I don't know if you remember from last week, uh, but Lindsay uh, shot a guy dead. Oh, I remember. I tend to recall. And that was a, that was a thing that happened. And uh, we're going to find out more about that from writer David E. Kelly. Still taking over. He's in charge. What's going to happen? He's going to write it. And it's directed by... Veteran director Jeannot Soir, who last directed Man and Superman. Well, there's a lot of memorable episodes this season. And uh, that leaves us with only one thing to do and answer the question. That is... What is that supposed to mean? What's your problem? Is this what happens to women when you insert your penis? What? What? What does Mike think's gonna happen? You know, what if he would have drank the curdled milk? Then what would have happened? You know, Keith, some would say, and by some I mean me, that revenge is a dish best served sexy. So, Mm -hmm. this episode, we find out two things that are really important that that will bring us into the season finale. Okay. Number one, Bobby's in shock. Okay, he calls the police. They all, everybody shows up to the apartment. Everybody's it's a hubbub, 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 as we've seen a million times before. Peas and carrots, peas and carrots. But one thing is missing, Keith. And do you know what that one thing is? What's that? Lindsay. Ooh. Lindsay and all of the chaos has fled. We don't find Lindsay. Did she run away? Has she been kidnapped? What has happened? Hmm. And as we're processing through the episode, yeah. we find out that some other uh, defendants who have been accused of serial killers or of, of killings have been being murdered. Keith, there is a oh. see, there is a killer killer on the loose, and there are suspicions that it could be Lindsay Dole. Ooh, so like Lindsay, so it's not the firm that's Dexter. It's actually Lindsay who's Dexter. It, potentially, she's a vigilinzy. Uh, uh, I, I workshopped it in my head very quickly, and <laughs> you know, no, I actually I'm, like it. I, I think that okay. was good. That was good. Uh, and so that will lead us into the season finale, where we find out: has it been Lindsay? Was it not Lindsay? What's going on? So uh, that's 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 my pick. And uh, and and that's sexy. How? I the I just worked sexy in with that cool turn of phrase at the top. You know, saying that word doesn't make it sexy. <laughs> Come on, if anything it, Lindsay does is sexy, man. Okay, well, sure. I don't know. I feel like it's a stretch that that. But uh, well, you know, Lindsay going on a potential killing spree is not a stretch. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, from what we've seen of the show so far, our heroes yeah. going on killing sprees is like. So what else is new? Like, yeah, that's uh, 
They're all a bunch of freaking murderers. Okay, well, if you would like to listen to us, listen to this episode, it is time to hop over to your podcasting service of choice and listen to us, listen to The Practice Season 6, Episode 21. This pod's for you. Season 6, Episode 21. This spuds. Nope, not spuds. That's a potato. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. pud is for you. It sure is, folks. And we are starting right up with the body that Lindsay shot, which is in a completely def- different part of the doorway than it was when she shot him. Bobby is staring over with a completely different blood spatter on his t-shirt from last episode as well. Much less panic than I would expect. Also much and less folks, blood. I'll sh- and what's really important here to note is that mm-hmm. through my entire high school and college experience, mm-hmm. I was rocking the exact same stereo and CD changer combo as Bobby. Oh, wow. Which you can see in the back of this shot. You're so fancy. We all had basically that same setup. Yeah, I don't think they made any others. 911, is this an emergency? Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, it is. Look at that one tiny little splat of blood on Bobby. Slow down, sir. I'm not speaking very fast. Where in the previous episode, he got sprayed. I'll post it on Instagram. Yes. We need an ambulance right away at 1312 Beacon. And who shot the man? A man has been shot. Please get an ambulance to 1312 Beacon. The lawyer kicks in. Don't say anything. I mean, the door's not even closed. You'd think he'd like pull him in. If you're going to hide the truth, pull him into the... Well... Oh, Lindsay's not on a killing spree, Keith. Okay. What wrong? Yes. She is sexy, though. Is he dead? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, he's super She's dead. concerningly calm. You super did. So Lindsay doesn't remember what happened. Don't worry, honey. He's super dead. Super, super dead. Yeah. Should so we? now listen. I don't want to make things weird, Linz. But you hungry? Do you think? Are, are, wait. So, are you proposing that they eat the body to uh, hide it from the cops? Not the whole body, but and less to hide it from the cops, and more just to be like, "See, buddy, not so cool when people eat you." Oh, oh, I see. Send him to heaven. I yeah, it's you. sort of like a post-mortem. See, see why you don't like it either. Yeah, yeah. Look, do unto yeah. others. Do unto others, Keith. Mm-hmm. Stop punching yourself. <laughs> I listened hard. Our favorite cop cue is not in this scene. Is Ray Bruzzo there? Oh, we have the district attorney. Three shots. Oh, Ray is there's Ray and Bill Smitrovich. There's an army in there. Yeah, of course there is. She works for a law firm. Hello. What happened? We need a few minutes, please. Everybody here okay? Where's the baby? Where's the baby? We need a few minutes, please. We kind of forgot this about the baby. The, the police will need to come in. 
No crime was committed. Please give us two minutes and we'll be out. Hello, is this my uh, 17 year, 16 year old babysitter? Oh, oh, yes, yes, uh, yes, Mr. Mr. Indeglio, yes. Uh, yeah, you don't sound at all like a 17 year old babysitter. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very mature for my age. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, you've been taking those. You've been taking your okay. Uh, I, I, listen, I'm about to go to opera school, so I've been really focusing on the the, the richness and timbre of my voice. Mm -hmm. So, uh, listen, are you are you busy tonight? Well, you know, I was. Uh, I've got some homework to do because I'm mm -hmm. I'm going to opera school. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope to graduate that. in a few years. So yeah. I was wondering if maybe, just yeah. out of curiosity, you could swing by the apartment for like maybe two three hours. Okay, you realize it's like one o'clock in the morning, yeah? Yes, but there's been a situation and we need somebody to look after Bobby Jr. just for like a little bit. Okay, okay, sure, sure. I, just just out of curiosity, um, are there any uh, dead bodies and giant pools of blood kicking around anywhere? Well, here's the thing, yes. Uh, quite a big ah, dead body and a lot yeah. of police and there's gonna be a lot of uh, stuff here, but I'm gonna ask that you not mention to anybody that uh, you picked up that gun for us last week either. If that's cool, just, just no, 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 not an inconvenience, you know? Oh, I see, is, is it related? So, you know, am I gonna have to step over a huge pool of blood to uh, to get to the baby? You are, but you're gonna there's, do there's this. There's only one entrance. L listen, the, the I'm being polite and asking you, truth be told, you're gonna come babysit, otherwise my wife will murder you, and hopefully you didn't have too big a dinner, because uh, bring your appetite. Okay, good. This is barbecue. Okay, there is no way you talk. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know conventional wisdom says don't talk, but here, given our relationship with Helen... Helen can't cut this off. Look, this is exactly the kind of scenario where the conclusion tends to follow the assumption. If we don't cooperate, the assumption will be possible murder. The man was unarmed, three gunshots. They're gonna be thinking crime. Possibly, and if we don't talk, definitely. Everybody shut up. Thanks, Lindsay. This is what we're Everybody gonna do. desperately trying She's to help in you. She's some shock. She needs medical attention. We need to get her to a doctor now. That'll give us some time. We can take this time and go over what we'll give them. Are we clear? I'll get you admitted to the hospital. You'll stay there tonight, Bobby. You'll stay with her. We'll have your clothes sent. When you check out tomorrow, you come directly to the office. I'll have security at your room. Other than the doctor, you'll talk to nobody. Now, say absolutely nothing on our way out. I'll talk with Walsh. Walk right out. Don't even break stride. Eleanor, you and Jimmy stay behind till they kick you out. We need some ears in a room to get a sense of what they're thinking. Let's go. I mean, that, <clears throat> that all makes sense. This is why yeah, you well want done. Eugene. She to talk yep. right now. She needs medical attention. We're going to get her to a doctor. What could we just ask? She's in some shock. We can try to set something up for tomorrow. Come on. Were you here when it happened, Bobby? I need to be with Lindsay. Well handled. That's some, it's some good acting there. Well, it's also true. I mean, it is true. Manslaughter. We should consider it. I was consider wondering where it. Rebecca was. Consider this. They got no body. You can't prove no slaughter without the man. Rodney, they can prove murder without a body. I don't want to have to tell you that again. They found remnants of her in your car. Well, pet the pud then for luck. We need... Nor do I want to tell you again to stop asking me to pet the pud. <laughs> Shucky, chucky, gimme, gimme. Rodney, I will get off this case right now. I swear... Yeah.
I don't really want to comment on this character! So... You're telling me that we're going to juxtapose the most tension-filled episode of the season with High a stakes. dude who keeps calling his dick a pud and telling Rebecca to sucky sucky? Uh-huh, and pet the pud is the quote. And then we're going to put that in the title of the episode? Yeah, no, the, the title of the episode is not going to be like, what the fuck's going to happen to Lindsay who just shot somebody? The title of the episode is going to be, this pud's for you. Which translate roughly to... Uh, what the fuck? This potential murderer's dicks for you? This, yes, yes. And I I think it's a play on the the TV commercials at that point. Remember this buds for you? I do indeed. But, now, and I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with calling your dick a pud. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this was like a thing that was happening all over the world. It's it, it's such a weirdly shoehorned into this. Like who's who says this? Nobody says this. Oh, well, how am I gonna put a dick in an Easter egg? This is gonna be a challenge for everyone. This the, <laughs> David E. Kelly has definitely created a challenge for us all. Uh, Keith, who is this pud? Oh, right. <laughs> this is, he probably doesn't want his name put up there. <laughs> it's Robert Ciccini from The Godfather 3, The Commish, Primary Colors, Providence, and 24. Yo, I love The yeah, I'm sick of it. No plea. We're going to win this thing, Beck. You, me, and Pugsley. We're a team. Now, come on. Pugsley? Let's go. Is the name of you, the pug. me, and you my dick named Pugsley. No. I remember he said the thing about me going to heaven. And then I, I mean, then I was in my room. And I went to the door to look out. Bobby was calling the police. O'Malley was on the floor. The press is already calling. I assume we have no comment. None for now. Public opinion can sway the decision to indict. We should probably issue something. You learned anything last night? Pretty tight-lipped. Helen said they'd probably be open to self-defense, but Lindsay's got to give them a statement. Where are we? No decisions have been made yet. Let's get everybody in the conference room. Where's Rebecca? She's in trial. After impounding the vehicle, we did an inventory search. uh, We found some blood in the trunk. Did you do any DNA testing? We did. It was an exact genetic match to the victim, Nancy Connell. What else did you find? Also in the trunk, a hammer with dried blood and hair on the head. And sir, were you able to determine who owned this vehicle? It was registered to the defendant. Thank you. Do you happen to know what he called his dick? Yes, he was arrested trying to... Uh, I'm very interested here because I cannot think of another time in the entire run of the show mm-hmm. where the defense is seated in the house right side of the courtroom. That's true. Why is the defense in house right? I I think in this courtroom, they might have done it before because of just the positioning of where the camera has to be and they need to get them in the back of the shot. But it's bizarre. Yeah, I don't. I, I, here's here's a question for our uh, our loyal listener. Like, do you happen to know is is there a typical side for defense defense and prosecution? Because 
it certainly seems like there is on this show, but I wonder if that is a standard thing. Generally, actually, yes, in the price, in the prices, right? In the uh, people's court and in those television shows, generally the plaintiff is on the house right side and the defendant is on the house left side, I think. Well, and of course that's civil, not criminal. Well, you know, yep. when I was when I served on my jury, defendant was house left, not house right. Actually, so, when I served on my jury, it was the flip. The defendant was house right. Well, we've got a lot of questions. In wow. case you're wondering, the theater lingo uh, we're using there is if you are sitting in the house of a theater, like in the audience side, then it's to your reference point right and left and when they say stage left stage right it is from the perspective of the person on the stage so stage left is technically house right mm -hmm. so now you're more confused <laughs> you're welcome purchase merchandise with a stolen credit card this Who's is scott mcdonald card? back as detective nancy i was gonna see i've seen his i've seen him before so he was victim. same detective was any before? victim ever mm -hmm. found no we never found her but the blood on the hammer indicates thank you any witness ever placed Nancy Connell with my client? No. You really can't move this idiot. He says he'll accept trespassing. Don't look at me. I can't even get him to take it seriously. He keeps demanding I pet his pud. <laughs> what the hell? Not good. What's going to happen? Who I'm wrote really this? In the loop, Walsh has it. That can't be a good sign. It isn't. Yeah, but listening to an incredibly talented actress oh, like Campbell? sell it pretty awesome I'll see you she, she okay. sure did i mean good lord sounds like a dare you wanted to see us yes the defendant may be taking the stand i'm not sure you're gonna want to be there for that i don't know what he might say about your daughter we've prepared he's going to say the word put a few times there. though yeah well even so that's we rick scary to be there as the dad I still say don't talk. In which case, they'll arrest me. Lindsay, the likelihood is that there's going to be an arrest here. Why? He was a serial killer, violating his TRO. He had no gun. Bobby. She didn't know that. Hello. His pattern was to kill by knife, Bobby. She knew that. All I knew is that he had come to my house and he wouldn't leave. Let's dial it back. I'm with Lindsay here. The baby's in the other room. The guy who just from, got acquitted shows up at your but door. they do, Eugene, unless they exercise discretion not to. And the only way they're ever going to exercise that discretion is if Bobby and I give them a statement. I'd agree if the goal here is to avoid arrest, but that may not be a reasonable goal. Exactly. We should be thinking trial, how to win at trial. And in that case, we give them nothing. Wait a second. You all just heard her story. What is she going to say that could hurt us at trial? Well, if you remember, what we is she made like fifteen different threats to his life in public in the last episode. So I I, I think it's pretty uh, pretty unrealistic to think that there's not going to be an arrest or a criminal investigation here at the very least. Like, but it's a yeah, it's it's weird that. Bobby, you know, and again, you're sort of like writing your characters dumb for convenience, but it's mm -hmm. like Bobby, Bobby knows, <laughs> should know what's going on. Here. There's me. My version, what you said she said before she fired. He made the crack about heaven. 
Lindsay said, you going ahead without me. That sounds a little too clever, reflective even. We don't tell the police that. Look. Is that what she said? A cannibal yeah. showed up at my door, entered the premises. He had made threats about killing me before. No jury is going to convict me for defending myself. And the prosecution isn't going to waste time trying a case they can't win. Lindsay. I am not standing trial for murder. No. Not sure that's up to you. It'll destroy my career. I, I have a child. Will it? Because Bobby seemed to come out pretty clean on the other side. He's like Andy Dufresne. Uh, yeah, he has been. Uh, yeah, he's been. <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned that. I showed that. I, I showed Shawshank to Jillian. She'd never seen it. Holy shit! It's my favorite like last movie. Week. I know. And she and uh, and she's like, "But is it good?" I'm like, Jillian, it's Shawshank. And at the end, no. She's TBS like, plays it twenty four seven because it's bad. No, TBS plays it twenty four seven because Ted Turner owned the rights to the movie and got him really cheap. Uh, <laughs> and they can they can burn four hours of their coverage off. But uh, similar to like Lord of the Rings, she's like, "Wow, this is really good. People should see this." I'm like, <laughs> "Hot yeah. take, hot take, Joe. hot hot take." <laughs> yes, Shawshank Redemption's a good movie. We need to squash this thing now, and if I have to talk to see, but this is another example of David E. Kelly and the team like uh, cutting themselves off at the knees plot wise because we, we've been through this with Bobby, so the tension is like, "Look, they're gonna acquit Lindsay if she goes to trial," and it's like not. You can't say shit like this because, no, we have done it before. It won't ruin your career, and we've already done this. Well, and and it's not even just Bobby because, remember, Eleanor was also – she didn't go through a trial, but she was charged with murder as well. I guess, that, and, you know, the, the hair to split is that Bobby didn't actually kill anybody, whereas Lindsay did. Right, right. That, that's true. And I, and I point out Eleanor was charged with murder oh, she unrelated, someone, yeah. unrelated to shooting a man dead in her home, <laughs> just like Lindsay. So this is the second serial killer that a female cast member has shot dead within the confines of their own apartment. We've actually covered all of the Mr. Potato Head pieces of murder. The didn't do it, did do it, shot somebody, didn't shoot somebody, accused of, and gone to trial and acquitted. We've got all the pieces. Now we're just mixed matching had them. somebody else do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Okay, so we got all the pieces. So but this multiple times. No, no, we, 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 we had a criminal do it, and we had the prosecutor do it. Oh, we've had them all, and we've had the, and we've had the, yeah, prosecutor get the cops to do it. That's right. Destroy my career. I, I have a child. We need to squash this thing now, and if I have to talk to do that, then I'm going to talk. What if you... You say so. Keith, I hope that we are the first people to ever bring up the Mr. Potato Head of murder. Uh, yeah. Well, we we brought up we we coined Legoing somebody, mm -hmm. and now we're the Mr. Mr. Potato Head of murder. No, I won't. I know the drill, Eugene. We might want to argue diminished capacity, and we don't need detective testifying. Gee, she seemed to know the drill. My state of mind today doesn't bear on what it was yesterday. Even so, if I don't talk, they'll arrest me. Lindsay, I don't think you're seeing clearly. I want to give them a statement. Bobby, my office, please. You have to talk about your wife, even though she's right. She's in no place to be making decisions if she's that emotional. Eugene, and neither are you if you can't see that. 
Yeah, how it's shocking that to get her they would talk. be emotional in this situation. What she's saying isn't necessarily wrong, Eugene. If she's screaming it, I have to question where it's coming from. I agree, it's a close call. But I think we should cooperate. If we do this, it's under my control. If I don't like what I'm hearing, I'm shutting it down. Okay. I just left Helen. Walsh has the case. She thinks if there's any noise, he'll indict to protect his ass. She also thinks you guys have to say something. Otherwise, you give them no choice. We've decided to talk. Okay. Bobby? Are you sure? Bobby, baby. Set it up. This is a great, great episode. And then there's this other part. We Aww. all, of course, stand united in our support the episodes, of Lindsay Dole. It's always tragic when there's a loss of human life, but in this situation, Lindsay was defending her own life. As you know, this office tried to get Mr. O'Malley civilly committed. We regarded him as a danger to himself, to others, and especially to Lindsay, since he had repeatedly threatened her. Eleanor, is there a reason she won't speak to police about what happened? The only reason was medical. Lindsay was naturally suffering from some shock and was taken to a hospital. She plans to fully cooperate with this investigation. In fact, members of this office are arranging for her to meet with police as we speak. Well if done. you tell me to kiss Pugsley one more time, I'll file a motion to withdraw. Rebecca. Stop touching so yourself. It's his Pud and Pugsley? One doctor told me I could Is it Pud or Pugsley? Make, Pugsley? make up your Pugs. mind. No, it's like I refer to my dick as my dick, but I call it Mr. Dickerson. He is referring to his dick as the Pud, but it is named Pugsley, Keith. It's a, it's I, a, it's a very easy distinction. I'm I'm so sorry. Yes, I, the the technical name for the anatomy versus its uh, its Christian name. Okay, I understood. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, come on! No judge is gonna let you off middle of trial. Like I'm the first client ever asked you to live. Like like you've named yours, Pin Viarto. Like his child. You make that yeah. another another <laughs> Gmail account. <laughs> Do I testify or not? Keith is the who under Arpiarto or the victim's Viarto. blood in your car, your prints <laughs> on the hammer, her blood and hair on the hammer, all that goes unanswered. You do testify, your record can be introduced. There are risks either way, Rodney. Well, I think the jury has to hear from me. They don't get to hear about the other, right? The other murder rape notes since you were acquitted that can't arrow. come in. Excellent. I'll testify. And they told... Anything what was she the said to her husband? I I'll tell you, it was Lisa Gay. Play it like this is Richard the uh, Third, Cipriani or Siliani or Silly Silly Chichi Chicharoni. Mm -hmm. uh, chew the scenery with your big old pud. Just yeah. chew it up and put it out. Wait, wait. So, okay, no, I'm I'm happy to chew anything you want. Like I, I you know, you've hired me as an actor. It's going to get residuals. I love it. But like. Can you just walk me through the lo the internal logic of the character? Like, am Absolutely. I do Absolutely. do? So I murdered somebody, and mm -hmm. I want to I, I, I want to get off. But why am I why am I talking about my 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 pod constantly? Okay, because in your head, all right, okay. in your head, this is a Thelma and Louise kind of situation. 
you're on this like globe-trotting spree with this partner in crime, but your partner in crime is your penis. Right. Okay. No, I understand that. It it it, it comes with me where I, wherever I go. But I'm, I'm just yes. I'm I just my question is uh, if, if if my objective is to mm -hmm. not be convicted of murder, because mm -hmm. it, it seems like that's a thing I'd want to avoid, why am I uh, talking about my you know my my pud constantly? I think you are so enamored by your pud that uh -huh. you think that by describing it, uh, getting people to understand its brilliance on the stand, potentially okay. showing it if necessary, will right. will will will. will enlighten them to oh you know it's like jurisprudence uh or right is that the, um, what's the term uh yeah well, convince them to like me because of my pud and they won't convict i see so what you're saying is i'm i'm utterly insane and even within my insanity it doesn't have an internal logic like it's not like i think i'm superman and then i'm sort of behaving as that way that has its own internal logic i'm just crazy with no logic is what you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's one way to put it. Okay, fair enough. Oop. Hey, hey, how's it going, Mike? What's 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 happening there? I just uh, oh, you're only seeing the preview here. So uh, what I've done, Keith, uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, is uh -huh. I've uh, I've made some mistakes and I've put my face on. Okay, now I'm gone, uh, and I'm back for you. And we're gonna go back to the episode now. So out of back. bounds, marital communication. Anything she said to us, out of bounds, lawyer client. Anything she said to her doctor, out of bounds, privileged. Can we ask her her name? Look, she doesn't have to talk at all. We can arrest her right now, whether she talks or not. Well, why haven't you? Would you like us to? All right. We're here to cooperate. We're offering you more than you're legally entitled to. We're just setting up the ground rules. It's your choice. Bring her in. No. You talk to her at our firm. Why? Because that's the way it has to be. Because I'm Eugene, and my pud's bigger than yours. Eugene and Jimmy just called. Walsh agreed to meet here under our control. They'll no doubt want separate statements from us sequestered from each other. Just tell them he was coming toward me when I fired. He wasn't. Ooh, that Bobby, would be a lie. In my mind, which is what's relevant. Lindsay. Let's get something very straight. If we lie and they catch us in a lie, you're dead. The truth supports you here. You were in fear for your life. You just say what you saw and remember, the nothing more. But if Mention they think I executed the him, they'll arrest me. She seems to be really Did worried I execute about being him? arrested. I think you snapped. Well, I understand why, but she's just not sort of- I said right before I fired? No. Understanding the cards that have been dealt. I think we should say that, that he was coming for me. Lindsay. I threatened him in the courtroom. That doesn't People mean- People heard me say that I'd kill him. Hold on. You hold on. You're not the one they might arrest. You need to calm down. I or... won't calm down. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> now listen to me. That's not usually a good Forensics thing to say Forensics will to show whether the guy was moving. They'll be able this to piece together everything it. that happened. Don't even think about trying to change the facts. Guys, uh, Bobby's being rational and relatively smart here, so let's just enjoy the moment. It's really weird, yeah. And beyond this trial, I mean, on the other there hand, is a trial. Right. And it, I swear we're going to let this episode go because we all have things to do. But 
knowing their relationship with the DAs, right? Even Simitrovich, who they, you know, are like in conflict with. I don't think the DAs want to like lock up Lindsay for murder for killing a serial killer. So that like, I think there there is a world in which they just come up with a very cut and dry believable lie and that they might not just because kind of what they want to hear and they might not dig so far into the forensics or whatever like I, I i feel like perhaps a well-crafted lie here that everyone sort of wink wink deals with might be effective beyond the sort of like yeah trip, but i you know, also drip, think drip, drip that of, because of all of the reasons you just stated above there's no reason for that lie. I think it's already going to be a press clusterfuck, and they already think that they don't want to then, they couldn't even convict this guy of being a cannibal murderer, and yet they're going to now try to get a conviction on a defense attorney who tried to put him away. Like, I, I just don't, it makes sense they would either plead this out or do it on the quiet quiet so that it didn't get out of control. I mean, it's it's it really stretches plausibility that they would throw the book at her. Yeah. But I think it's I think if they just like he was he he was coming at me, and Bobby's like yeah he was coming at her he was threatening to kill her, and they put a knife by his hand they're like okay cool, because that's really what they want. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Keith's a lying son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. You're a wife and a mother. You will never survive this emotionally. That's what I was just the baby. All I could think up. of was my baby, and he was walking towards my apartment. Yeah. So I shot his ass. Put a knife in his hand. You did nothing. Plant evidence. (laughs) I killed a man. No. You snapped. Come on. You were one of the only two DAs like I used to sleep with, and you were the roommates. So, like, come on. That's what happened. That's what we say happened. I love that they're married, though, so this conversation is, like, protected. Privileged, yeah. We're in the inner sanctum. It, it might be anyway, be, you know, if he's serving as her lawyer, but yeah. I don't deny being with her. I oh, met her Jesus. all right. Here's she met pug. me, my family, Pugsley. She met your family? Well, she Pugsley. would if I had one. Orphan at nine. How did you meet Nancy Connell, Rodney? Well, I was driving home. It was late. And I saw this man assaulting her. Where? Uh, Side of the road in Newton. I get out to help her, and this guy, he's swinging his hammer at her. So I did this kind of body block on him, knocked him over. He took off. Uh, I helped her, and her head was bleeding a little bit. You know, other than that, she was okay. We ended up going back to my place. She spent the night. Next morning, I wake up. She's gone. My car is gone. I figure, you know, she must have stole it or something. Next thing I know, I'm being arrested for killing her, which I never did. He's been working on his Trump, too. You just came across her one night while another man was hitting her on the head with a hammer. Yes, ma'am. And you saved her. Yes, ma'am. You also saved the hammer. I threw in the trunk, yeah. You didn't call the police to report the assault. She didn't want that. Why? Did she know him? She didn't say. Well, surely you discussed this other man. Mm, I don't think we did. She's being attacked with a hammer. You don't ask what it's about or who this guy is. You just take her back to your place. Well, to be honest, the only thing I was interested in was introducing her to Pugsley. Who's Pugsley? My penis. <laughs> we know. You know what it is? Did you- this, this 
character. What is it, Keith? What is it? Uh, I figure out what it is. Okay. This this character is, and like the the running joke of like Pugsley and the touch the pud. That is a three o'clock in the morning college party like weed joke. Like a weed inside joke at three o'clock in the morning that is hilarious to you and your buddies. And you think it's going to be hilarious to everybody in the morning when you're not high. But you're just so convinced it's the funniest thing in the world. Well, that's see, there's only one problem with that. Uh, the first part of your hypothesis is absolutely correct. This, the, the other part, and trust me, I've been part of many three o'clock in the morning weed inside jokes. No one thinks they're going to be funny to anybody else. That's why they're inside jokes. You wouldn't. I wouldn't write a television show about it. Well, apparently, you're not as confident in your in your comedy uh, mm. as David E. Kelly, comedian. You have I sexual relations with Nancy Connell. Yes. Oh, I was a little flat. And the next morning, when you woke up, go figure. Gone. You know, it's <laughs> happened to me before. Really? Do they always steal Just your a car? Half step. No. Why didn't you report your car as stolen, Mr. Edsel? Had drugs in it. Didn't want to get arrested. Your car had drugs in it? Yes, ma'am. Well, the police didn't find any drugs. They did find the murder weapon, and they did find Nancy Connell's blood and hair. Well, the police probably stole the drugs. They do that, and her blood must have come from the hammer. Why am I Several interested in this case in any way, shape, or form? Threatened to kill Mr. O'Malley in court I yesterday. Don't know. Thus far, no charges have been filed, but police investigators are in the building behind me, listening to what Lindsay Dole has to say. Did you know it was him when you opened the door? No. I'm sorry. Do you plan to supply the answers? I was reminding her what her answer was. She's still in some shock, Mr. Walsh. Yes, well, this meeting is worthless. If you're to supply, signal, or influence her responses in any way, counsel. Fair Are point. Are we clear? Ask your questions. I didn't know who it was. My door doesn't have a peephole. And you just opened it? Look, it ran through my mind. It could be him. I thought the likelihood is it isn't. But I thought it could be. But I wasn't going to spend the rest of my life afraid to open my front door, so I opened it. And when it was him, I just backed up, and I called Bobby, and I called the police. Right away? Yes. And I went to get Where my gun from the other room. I was in the bedroom checking on our son. When she screamed, I ran out. O'Malley was there. In the house? Just inside the front door, yes. What was Lindsay doing? She was calling the police. And Mr. O'Malley, he was just standing there? He was saying, why did you betray me, Clarice? This third detective is Roderick to Bascom. Threatened to throw him out, and that's when he threatened Bobby. What did he say to Bobby? He just looked at why me he's there. and said, you might get hurt. It was at this point, his other persona seemed to come out. How could you tell? He just suddenly looked mad, crazy. Bobby kept going, who are you? Who are you? Then he looks at me. Bobby. No, O'Malley, and, and he said, you're going to heaven. I'm taking you to heaven. It looked like you planned to kill me right then. And what happened? That's the last thing I really remember. I heard Bobby calling the police, saying a man had been shot. And I thought to myself, oh my God, maybe it was me who shot him. 
What we don't know is if Come that's on, true. Come on, I right? nailed it. Give it up. You didn't what? nail it, Rodney. That testimony was that laughable. She, that she really blacked out in shock and doesn't remember shooting him? That's right. That's right. We we know that she expressed to Bobby that she didn't remember, but we don't know if she was lying to Bobby or not. You think the jury's going to believe you just happened upon her being hit with a hammer? Reasonable doubt. You need to think seriously about taking manslaughter because that little performance They have no body. They got no witnesses to contradict me. That is reasonable doubt. And you argue it. You got that? So here's the beat where, like, he acts all angry like they always do in these kind of showdowns. And then we're like, oh, maybe he did do it. But I have no doubt this guy did do it, didn't do it, or did do it. And also... This is actually one case where I'd be interested in why we took this case, right? Does this guy have the money? Is he an yeah, old friend? Yeah, why did we take this case? Yeah, that's all I'm... Usually I don't give a shit. It's always, I always roll my eyes because it's like, oh, he's an old friend. But in this case, I'm like, is he an old friend? Because why he else would you take the pud guy? Unless he's got a ton of money. Um, unless he was, she was forced to take him by a judge. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting beat, though. Then I need that beat. Because she give seems the man like... A beat. Yeah. Well, I don't have or in to this do case, anything. don't. Well, I like yeah, she's Rebecca. To him. You don't make a good impression, Rodney. You just came off not only as if you're lying, but as if you don't care. Her parents are sitting in that courtroom. I saw the jury looking at them. I saw the jury looking at you. They are looking at you with contempt. Now you need to get your mind off your penis and start thinking about your neck because in my professional opinion, you are looking at murder one. Life in prison. I am Lisa Gay Try Hamilton and no matter how stupid this is, I'm gonna be good. Yeah, basically you have to give it to Lisa or Cameron because otherwise... You're not going to get this kind of straightness. Preliminary forensics puts you between Lindsay and O'Malley. I didn't deny that, did you? I didn't even talk about where you were. They also show he wasn't moving forward. Are they going to file? They're giving us no indication, but if it looks that way, I'd like to surrender you down there. The press is all over our building. How could they make a case? The guy was a cannibal. The sticking point is he wasn't armed. Let's... Rebecca, this tape came for you. See? But... Plant but the he... knife. Yeah, but still, he chose, I would refute that in court being like, yeah, but he chose, he made a conscious decision to break the restraining order. He was well aware of it. So clearly, he was not operating peacefully in any way. Well, and if you think about it, if they were in Florida, because he crossed the threshold of their property, she could shoot him dead. Yeah, well, they're not in Florida. Stand your ground. There was no, no note. It was just delivered. Should I pop it in? Oh, yeah, this blank VHS tape? Maybe it's got oh. my fucking college uh, jury on there. No, that's a good idea. They have an RCA cable? Holy fuck. It's like the ring girl. My name is Nancy Connell. I'm being held. The date is May 10th, 2002. Here's a copy of today's paper. Please help me. Please. Holy Please. shit. Keep so, the second. We got ourselves a fucking interesting plot, baby. So, Pud 
has not killed her. She's still alive. And her name is Kelly Smith in real life. So Pud, Pud just, the plot points of Pud was just to make us think this douchebag, of course he did it. That was it. That's the whole reason for Pud. Well, we don't know yet. And we also don't know that Pud didn't do it, still didn't do it. All we know from this is that she's still alive. Who is that? Victim from my murder trial. Victim, she's alive. Thanks, Lucy. I see that, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I guess they don't have to. This, this is a little incredulous, too. Lindsay Dole? They'd make a Let big show of it. I wish I could. Walsh ordered me to take her here. Oh, come on. Well, just place your hands behind your back. Walsh, Walsh certainly has. I'm coming with you. Lindsay Dole, you're under arrest for the murder of Lawrence O'Malley. You have the right to remain silent. You say absolutely nothing. All talking stops. I need to take care of a few things here, and I'll be down there. I've got a sandwich order coming in. i got to take care of that. Keith, I do want to mention, uh, for viewers who haven't caught the news, you know, Guy Fieri, for the Field of Dreams game that was on TV last week, created yeah. a new a new food item that was sold there. And do you know what it is, Keith? It's very no, similar. No, I he, don't. he almost ripped up our IP. He wanted to make the most American sandwich ever, so he took an apple pie Pop-Tart pastry uh -huh. type thing and yeah. stuck a hot dog in it. Uh, I'm on board. You, I, I want you to Google it. I'd, I'd like to eat that. I mean, it's a little, little sweet and savory and the same thing. I'm, I mean, it sounds like vomit, but I'd like to eat it. It looks like what I imagine this dude's pud looks like. The date like. is May 10th, <laughs> 2002. Here's a copy of today's paper. Please help me. This came to you when? Either late last night or early this morning. Left at the door. And you don't know who delivered it? No. Obviously, you have to dismiss Helen. There's been no murder. I'll show it to the parents to confirm it's her. Have you talked to your client yet? He hasn't arrived from jail yet. The transport's due, but now. All right, when he gets here, tell him the murder charges will be dropped. He'll be rearrested for kidnapping, and I'm adding a torture charge, looking at the same life sentence. I'll drop the torture charge if he tells us where she is. Good use of leverage Rebecca. by Helen there. How is she? How would you be? I will say that I do like that they've... All of the tension <clears throat> that's built up with Walsh and with uh, Helen, it, it does put her in a, the situation where she, there's not much she can do to help Helen. She doesn't have much leverage to be of to be of help. You know what I mean? No. Well, she and she'd have to recuse herself from this anyway. I mean, like she's way too connected to all of these people. It's just it's a roommate. On, uh, but but I do think this is paying off. What we've learned about Walsh in terms of his sort of like bloodthirsty, aggressive, adversarial tactics, and so like that's interesting, and it also makes me think like. Is Walsh's story here what they had planned for Ron Livingston mm. before mm. he left abruptly? Because Samichevich, like, definitely, 
I think got his his arc got bumped up hugely when Livingston left. And it's uh it's interesting. Which uh speaking of Smitrovich, I saw him in two other things this week. He was he was in uh, Ted the movie and uh he did a big arc on uh Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I happened you know, to see him both in the same week. I was just about to commend you for finally jumping into Ted Lasso, which uh released their episode this week was a Christmas episode of season two and it's one of the better episodes of just television I've seen in a long time. Uh, so I r- thought you were going to tell me you no, started no, watching no. Ted it was, Lasso. It was but Marky no, no, no. Mark and a talking It was bear. the shit movie. T- Actually, it wasn't that bad. Ted's okay. Um, Keith, for the bingo card, now that we're looking at the handcuffs on Lindsay as we start this mm-hmm. next scene, correct me if I'm wrong. If we count Lucy's meh, questionably uh, statutory rape conviction charge that you, right. you sent down... For, uh, it's just yes. Rebecca and Steve Harris that we haven't seen officially arrested. Uh, we have definitely seen Steve Harris thrown in jail for contempt and assault. Remember, he uh, he assaulted oh, right. a client. I, I think Rebecca is the only person whose hands are clean at this point. For now. Rebecca D. Cricket, the only one who hasn't committed a crime in the last six years. <laughs> She comes out at the end of this episode with a sword and starts taking people down. <laughs> Katana. Arraignment? Well, versus Lindsay Dole, murder oh, no, in the second degree. Eugene Young for the defendant. We waive reading into a plea of not guilty and ask that the defendant be released also, on her own recognizance. A note Walsh for, for the uh, Commonwealth. We do not oppose for next bail, season. We would seek to ha- okay, so the drop you have behind the windows of Boston that you have been uh, using for the whole series under those big, bright TV lights. It's a little washed out. I think maybe replace the drop because I don't think Boston faded. I also can't believe that they're going to they're, they're gonna try to... What are they going to list her bail at? Have the firm of Donald Young disqualified from representing the defendant. They are potential witnesses. The only potential witness would be Robert Donald, who cannot be forced to testify against his wife. Is counsel representing to the court... That Mr. Donald will not testify? We are making no representations to the court. In which case, I renew my motion to have this firm disqualified. Any such motion would be premature at an... Keith, do you think it's disqualified? Can we bring in Joey Herrick? <laughs> yes, that's who I'd want. Yeah, like, hell yeah. Forget Eugene, I want I'd Joey Herrick. the court to give Ms. Dole time to weigh how she wants to proceed. I Frank Bernie is back as now. the judge. But Mr. Young... I highly recommend another firm. We'd also be seeking an immediate trial date. Ms. Dole is a respected lawyer in the community, and we do not want these baseless charges hanging over her in perpetuity. Commonwealth can be ready in a month. Trial date is set for June 23rd. Anything else? The defendant is released on $200,000 bail. Adjourned. Extras, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Don't they have to let me go? No, they're filing kidnapping charges. Hold on. I I maybe never went to no law school. Funny, I thought you did. But my friends say that kidnapping would be what they call a lesser included offense, which double jeopardy counts for that, too. The kidnapping is ongoing, Rodney. They can file for as long as you have her. I don't have her. Then who does? How do I know? Maybe the man with the hammer came back. Well, it's unfortunate you don't have her because she's your only ticket out. 
You are facing kidnapping and torture. You're looking at life, and they will get you on it. Oh, really? Gee, and you've been so encouraging up till now. You listen to me. It's time for you to get on my side. Fire me anytime. That means that she was court appointed. The deal is this. I walk free and clear. Yeah. Or I don't help with that girl. Because otherwise she would be They're able to leave, I think. not going to let you out. Well, you know what? I can survive prison. I can live there just fine. And where Nancy Connell is, who knows whether she can live fine or not. They've actually turned him into a pretty good bad guy here. Well, for how long? Well, he clearly has accomplices if he's involved because right. someone had to make that tape. So Right, right, and deliver it. Yeah. All right, I'm in, Keith. I was the given a lot of shit. The Bud thinks we are. I'm in. The judge will even allow us to argue self-defense. What? This is just like the Pearson case, Lindsay. That was a wrong ruling. Even so, we need to brief it and prepare because if we can't argue justifiable use of force, that leaves us with diminished capacity. What about mistaken self-defense? That helps with the first gunshot, but the second two, I'm more comfortable with diminished capacity. The fact that you can't remember pulling the trigger. What did the doctor call it? Psychological amnesia. That may be the way to go. We need to start lining up and preparing our medical testimony now. We should also hire our own forensics team. If we could at least make the argument that he was leaning towards you, that'll help. Bobby, wait. Before you go, I don't see how you don't testify. The jury will wonder if you don't. Which means we might get bounced off the case. We need to prepare a list of lawyers who we think can handle this. I want us Joey to. We may not be allowed to do it. Let's fight that one first. I want us doing this case. Who's the who's the Bobby's dementia friend? Oh, Raymond Oz. Uh, Raymond Oz. Raymond Oz. Raymond Oz and Joey Herrick. Oh, and Denny Crane. We don't know him yet. Oh. We'll get through this. We? I'm the one they arrested, Bobby. I didn't see you wearing handcuffs today. Uh, yeah, that was you a couple months ago I wore handcuffs, okay? Lindsay? Not enough, it doesn't. What does that mean? It means I feel alone, Bobby. Like, I'm always... I, I was alone when I got stabbed. Then Hinks, now here... I don't feel like you're ever with me, Bobby, that you understand what I'm going through or that you care to. And I. This you is literally too much went for through me the to same thing. Alone. I'm sick of it. You know what I'm sick of? I'm sick of you isolating yourself only to declare you're alone. Let me tell you something. Get Lindsay. out! You acted alone here. You pulled that trigger alone. And now my son is faced with losing his mother. Get the hell out! You don't think I'm in this? Leave me alone! Fine, be alone! Good work by both of them. I mean, yeah, that's a very realistic scene. Jen, I'm sorry. You don't need to get me coffee. I'll make the coffee. Yeah. He geez. says if he's not given his freedom, he won't reveal where Nancy Connell is. Helen, I believe him. I can't let him walk. 
Is it considered privileged who his friends are? Look, somebody has her. Somebody made that tape. I've heard him speak of this one friend he has, only friend I'm aware he has. Pugsley. If it's an ongoing case, you have discretion Did his dick to blow the privilege. Make the tape? <laughs> What's his name? Rebecca. She could be dying. Walter Errol. This is his address. Wait, who's Walter Errol? His friend. If that the obvious is to person who did the tape. Anything, Helen. How does she know him? Please let it count for Lindsay. Because he mentioned his buddy. Oh, right, 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 right. For reasons beyond anyone's understanding. Because why would? Because like, all right. So like, I've been arrested for murder, right? And I'm I'm trying to seduce my lawyer, and you know, spend all of my time talking about my dick. At what point would I bring you up in the conversation? I don't know, but but, more, but the actual more interesting beat there is, you know, Rebecca does something a little questionably ethically, questionable ethically. Yeah. Uh, however, rather than say it's just to save this girl's life, she says, if if this leads to anything, please use it for Lindsay. Basically, which reuse my favor for her, which is which, pretty which awesome. It's probably it, it's awesome and makes sense and it's great, but it's probably the least ethical part of the whole interaction. Correct, because you know her her trying to save this girl, right? But really, it's not just to save the girl; it's about something. It, it's interesting, and I I like giving Rebecca that beat. Yeah, as she is our. Personally, I think it is a mistake for you to represent her. It wouldn't be me. I mean, you're firm, Bobby. You're too close. Let God damn it. What, no, the what, what are you doing? Would be better. Something tells me that isn't what you came here to discuss. No. I want to get back together. <laughs> That's right. Remember when you came to see Lindsay and if me? If I about give Lindsay the chair, will you get back in with me? Committed civilly. Lindsay said something at the end of the meeting. I'm not sure you'd even remember. If he resists, shoot him. Yeah, she remembers. Remember. Actually, I forgot. Have you told anybody what you forgot? No. A lot of gray ethic areas here, and I like it. It's interesting. Yeah. What? Well, when CEO Jen murders somebody, we're Dead all going to have to make some they tough decisions. Up at his apartment. Evidently, he pulled a gun on them. The police opened fire. He was killed almost instantly. You were only supposed to question him, Rebecca. You just shoot him. He pulled a gun on them. Oh it's what we do. Look. Yeah, we've the been media here before. Is onto the connection with Nancy Connell. I will talk to the parents about that, but. Bottom line, your client is back to being the only one with information on where she might be. Like he's really going to help now. He had one friend in life. You shot him. I want to meet with him. It won't do any good, Helen. I have nothing to lose. Well, your dignity when he keeps talking about his fucking pug. That's his dignity, really. 
his dignity? The only reason Mr. Young wants his firm to Sorry, represent Patty, the that's defendant not a good joke. is because it curtails uh, our investigation. Not true. There are people we'd like to interview at Donald Young. And now we're cut off because... You already interviewed Bobby Donald. There are others. Look, we're not going to impede the investigation, but Lindsay Doe should be able to have the lawyer she wants. Her life is on the line. The benefit of the doubt has to cut in favor of the defendant here. Who else do you want to talk to? Everybody. They were with her all day long. They may be able to inform on her state of mind. Mr. Young, if I'm to allow you to represent her, you can't use that as a shield. You're to make available everybody in your firm. We will. Ms. Dole, you're sure you want your own people defending you here? Yes, Your Honor. Very well. Do we have anything else? We do. We'd like to enter our defense. I would ask the court to deny self-defense since there's no basis. Why don't you calm down and hear what we have to say first? We're not going self-defense, Your Honor. We're pleading not guilty, relying on battered woman syndrome. What? We so enter it for the record. I mean, why wouldn't they start with self-defense, then get it shot down, then do that? Because I don't think it's... I don't think you lose any ground. Get out of my face. I'm in your face, Rodney, and I'm going to stay in your face until you tell us where Nancy Connell is. Face, you're the murderer. I haven't... You tell us where she is, you eventually get released. Get this bitch out of here. I just issued this little press release and I let it slip that you're a suspected pedophile. Don't crimp the fuck quality of with life, Helen. won't it, Rodney? How long you think you'll live in prison now? You can't do this. You can't hang no molester jacket on me. I already did. I put a clock on you. You're a dead man, Rodney. Judge Helen Dredd is back. Wow. She can't do that, can she? Just say I'm a pedophile? Well, what are you gonna do, sue her for defamation of character? Tell her where the girl is, Rodney, I'll make the best deal I can. How'd they know about Walter? You told them, didn't you? No, I didn't. Well, let me tell you. That's Rebecca. a lie. You just made me more valuable. Besides me, Walter was the only person who knew her whereabouts. They need me now, or that girl dies. Rodney, you, you... get me out of here, Rebecca. Guard! You had him killed! Guard! You had him killed! You make that deal! I know you had him killed! I'm saying nothing, Rebecca! You make that deal! You hear me? You make that deal! They're not going to make him a deal to let him out of prison. That's not going to happen. No. This is where Bobby should just put down a business card and say, this is the name of the family counselor that I've got to agree to meet us tomorrow. I feel like there's some issues we should start working through. Uh, clearly, you don't feel supported. Clearly, I haven't been supportive, and I feel a little bit isolated as well. 
let's go and begin this journey together. Uh, that's a great thing to do about two years ago. Well, I'm saying he could start now, but let's see what actually happens. Yeah. When I was up on murder, did I take it out <laughs> on you? Victim blame that shit. <laughs> to be fair, she's the perpetrator, but yes, she's also the victim. You gotta know I'm here for you. I'm right here. No matter what. You gotta know that. The color grading's really good. Yeah. Use of shadow. I'm scared. I've been in such disbelief, saying they've got no case. They, they have a what case, actually. Me. I think they do. We're not going to lose. The day you hired me, you said never promise a result to a client. I'm promising this. We're not going to lose. Imagine being Bobby Jr. Both your parents have been convicted of murder, uh, have been accused of murder. Been tried for murder, not even just accused, actually tried. Jimmy and Beck are going to interview and prepare the doctors. They'll handle the expert testimony. I'll run sort of a command center here. I'll probably put Bobby on ballistics. I'll do forensics. Okay. I want you to try the case. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Eugene's a good boss. He should definitely be in charge, not Bobby. Jen comes back with an iced coffee. She's my favorite wife. Edsel was stabbed 40 minutes ago. Oh, dude, Rebecca killed two people this episode. She did, yeah. Well, three, if you count the the kidnap victim. victim. Yeah. What do you mean, you never? The thing you literally threatened was exactly going to happen? How could I possibly have anticipated? Yo, is this going to be a double cliffhanger, Ed? Okay. This one episode has been the ethical journey of Rebecca D. Cricket. Much better title than this spuds for you. (laughs) It's a fair point. The one where Rebecca kills three people. Please help me. But it was Helen, though. Helen is the one who actually killed them all. Because Rebecca didn't tell Helen to leak the the pedophile stuff. Nor did Rebecca tell Helen to shoot the guy. So how many people has Helen killed at this point? I think we're up to like eight. 
And we fade to VHS snow. We fade to snow. Wow. Well, Mike battles the uh, the mute button. It's pretty funny because I can watch it on my end. Because w- when you put the mouse over, it goes away, and then you move it over, and then it goes away. It's 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 like it doesn't want to be muted. Well, I try not to watch it full screen because it's just blown out and bad. Uh, so I try to watch it like tiny, three uh, four by three. But anyway. Uh, anyway, okay, folks. You know what has happened here? A lot of people have died. Keith and I. And myself mostly, also Keith, but me, uh, mocked an episode that turned out to be pretty good. A lot of questions, a lot of gray area, a lot of crossed lines, blurred lines, all kinds of lines. Uh, And we've got some more to deal with in our after show show coming up back on the YouTubes. Yeah! And we are... Wow! Oh, Keith, well, you know what I forgot to do? What What did you forget to do? Well, you're going to find out shortly. Oh, good. Oh, it's going to be a... Are you going to work putt it on the fly? Yeah, we have to. Fun. Well, uh, but before you do that, you know, because we're, we're nice, we're going to give you a little warm-up. A little warm-up uh, as we recap. This putt's for you in the, one of my favorite segments. Mm, two, three. Mike has 30 seconds to remember what just happened on the show. Segment. Lindsay. Segment. Lindsay's facing that uh, accusation of murder. They're putting together the dream team. On the other side, there's this guy who talks about his dick a lot, kidnapped some chick, uh, maybe killed her, but she's not dead. She's just kidnapped. Uh, and then Helen kills him inadvertent, indirectly, and also his buddy indirectly, and now uh, maybe the kidnap victim. So uh, a lot of cliffhangers. Lots going on. All right. Well, now do it again. Fewer syllables on the fly, and be sure to work in pud. Uh, in a segment we like to call. Pud has the info. (laughs) Mike is on the Uh slide. Uh-oh, Helen has him killed. Yeah, nice. Lindsay's in deep shit. All right. Yeah, well done. I, You know, sometimes I think you work best on the fly. Yeah, it's, I think you're right. It's, uh, it's, it's really, really fine work. Uh, all right. Well, I think now that we have recapped the episode, it's time to... Throw out some prestigious awards in a segment we call... Ladies and gentlemen, the Out of Practice Podcast, in unofficial, unsolicited, unfactual association with David E. Kelly Productions, proudly present... Oopsie! The Oopsies! Celebrating excellence in acting good, lawyering good, guesting good, and being Tom Brady. Not to mention, this is where we rate the episode and stuff. Now, here are your hosts, Keith and Mike. 
What the hell are the oopsies? Well, Jackie, they're everyone's favorite award show, which begins with everybody's favorite bumper. That, you know, we've done a lot over these past few years, mm-hmm. Keith. I'm not sure we're going to ever, ever be able to top that. those few moments. No, In fact, was... when you've got to come up with your clips for the end of the year spectacular, which is generally, I'm sure, a daunting task, really mm. this year, all you got to do it's is really get the repeat button. I've already <laughs> saved it. Don't worry. <laughs> I played it for that, my mom so many times. That whole ordeal. Um <laughs> It's funny, I, I think I mentioned I went to the ENT a little while back, and uh, <clears throat> they put the scope down your throat, and then they have you do some vocalies so they can look at it. And I, mm-hmm. I'm tempted, I have to go back on, I think, next the week after next. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, when they put that scope down, I want to just be like, just tell me what's happening when I do most <laughs> valuable life. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you $34 if you do that and record it. <laughs> Think um, about all you can buy with that $34, Mike. Guys, Rebecca D. Cricket, not, uh, spoiler alert, not going to win Most Valuable Lawyer here. Yeah. Um. Actually, in all seriousness, I think that uh, it goes to Eugene here because like you said, there's a lot of moving parts with this this particular murder trial and i think that lindsay is in such a an emotional fragile state and her relationship with bobby and bobby's one of the main pieces of the law firm and so there's a lot of things they've got to juggle they've got to come up with a good defense they've got to come up with a strategy they've also got to stay on the case because as you could see walsh as well as the judge are sort of putting out that they could be disqualified at any given time due to different factors. Plus, there are interviews to be done. There's a lot. And as you said, Eugene is the man running point and making the decisions as to who will do what and keeping things organized and ultimately uh, to provide Lindsay with the best way of not only winning the case, but protecting her, protecting her career, protecting the baby, protecting the reputation of the firm. A lot of moving parts, and I think Eugene thus far is doing a great job of it. So I'm going to give MIMVL to Eugene. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think um, what he's demonstrating is a level head under pressure and a realistic sense of what's happening. And, you know, I, I think that's one of the best things that he does is he is able to assess the situation and realize that realistically, there's no way to avoid a charge here. So let's let's start operating from the, the sort of the more defensive position where we're, you know, we're not just sort of like hoping that it goes away. Let's let's get our ducks in a row and and protect ourselves as much as possible, which is what you hire a lawyer to do. And mm-hmm. that's what he, you know, what he, his advice always don't talk. Let's plan for the worst to every client that ever comes in the door. And that includes Lindsay. And I think that was smart. So uh, congratulations, Eugene, for your MVL. Coming up next. Everybody, everybody stretch. Uh, Get the creek out. Here we go. Already famous because you've been on TV. Getting a paycheck. First entry on your IMDb. Way to go. But you're the best. Guest 
Well, yeah. yeah what you gonna do here? <sighs> I don't know that we have a lot of choice. Do you have a loophole, Keith? Well, here's he's here's not, my. I think he did as he was directed to do. He did. He did. And it's 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 tough. Uh, of course, we're talking about Robert Ciccini. Uh you know, he's put in an awfully difficult situation. Can you like can you imagine like reading that script and like you want me to say what? <laughs> like what am I doing here? What is the point here? Um I have to I have to tell I'm going to tell you a really vague story that reminds me of. But oh, I was thinking fine. about it the other day. Um Yes, I'm going to share the story. So, yes. I got a a uh, text about a year ago, maybe a little bit more, uh, from a no, it's definitely it was before COVID, so we're talking two years. Man, time. Yeah, right. Jeez. From a, a, a director I had worked with, respect, who had written his first play, and had asked me to potentially read the uh, the the title role in this play, and that he had funding to bring uh, off Broadway. So that's like great, great, mm-hmm. and I was really. Uh, it was a great credit, and the money was okay, and uh, it was I was really flattered. And then I read it, and it dealt with some themes that I was not embarrassed by. However, I felt were very antithetical to the sort of things happening, the 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 sort of seismic shift in our business and in the world as a whole, like I don't want to so, just limit it to sorry, me too. You, what you're but, saying is it was uh, Black Lives Don't Matter, the musical? It wasn't that. It was it, it was very much a Me Too story, but from the viewpoint of a victim who was a straight white guy. <laughs> oh, and I how just hard felt, it is. Yeah. Oh, I just I felt like this is not, our story to tell at this time. And so I said, no, I don't know what happened to the piece. And I'm not saying it was a bad piece in any way. Stretch, and I'm, I'm not, it's not the quality of the piece that it was just, that was like the first time in my whole life or career. I've said, no, I turned something down because I felt like it just wasn't a good look for me. So, yeah, you know, it can happen. You can say no, but then again, if it was a television show and the money was like, uh, a guest, a guest spot, I don't know that I would have said no. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if Pud had Mike the opportunity. Mike has a price, folks. Mike has a but price. But that said, look, the, the, some of the dialogue and the whole thing is kind of weird, but it does go to this guy. You know, you asked me earlier and I didn't have a good argument. This guy's ego is so through the roof about himself, about his dick, apparently, that he thinks not only can he get away with a kidnap murder, it, a mur- this crime, but he's got insurance in case he isn't He's he's hoping I get acquitted, and then I don't actually. I'd like to know what his whole plan and plot here is. We can talk about it. Like, I'm going to kidnap this person, get accused of the murder, get acquitted. But if I don't get acquitted, I've got her kidnapped as like as insurance. Only release the tape if it's not looking well. Like it, the plot doesn't really hold up under any scrutiny, in my opinion. No, no there's no logic to that plot whatsoever. However, it's clearly the plot of like a sort of insane guy with a crazy ego. So he played that pretty well. I mean, I liked his his couple flip outs on Rebecca. I thought that they showed some different colors. But I mean, 
he was given a pretty broad stroke character to play. Uh, and he did a, a good job. I don't know that he gets an oopsie. Though. I mean, can we give it to the judge? Who else is in it? Who else is well, a guest star in this episode? I'm, I'm giving it to Bill Simichovich, who at this point mm. is pretty much like a main character. I keep thinking he's not a he's not an option, but he is. He is. He's a guest. He's a guest actor. Love it. Lock and load. And like, all right, there it is. Congratulations. We we talked about the other actor for about forty five minutes. But you and then win. and then ripped the oopsie direct right from his cold, oh my dead god bug. it was if he's listening to this he's gonna be so pissed Keith this just in yeah he's not listening to this no <laughs> I I can't imagine all right well coming up next it's time for you killed your podiatrist or blew the case but you let a single tear run down your face you're the best actor on the show uh. guys ladies audience members gentlemen gentlewomen romans gladiators once again you get to see mike and keith struggle here because is that jill singing i hear it is yes yeah, she's 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 got auditions to get work on um i wish i had auditions to work on uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't we all? Uh, Do you want to talk about professional disappointments? Boy, have I got a story to tell it, you offhand. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Uh, there are just a tour de force of great performances this week. Uh, when we get to see the whole gang working together, it just doesn't get better than that. We're gonna we're gonna poke a lot of holes in this episode. I feel in a few minutes, but let's not under undervalue how great our cast is. Uh, Steve Harris, great performance this week, just trying to keep the focus. Dylan McDermott, a really tamed, focused performance. Kelly Williams, having to play hysteria, but keep it within the character, I think, awesome. Uh, uh, Lara Flynn, under incredible stress on both sides, can, can murder people indirectly twice, Show us Judge Helen McDread and still keep it inside the realm of plausibility and, and show the consequences. Show the emotional consequences of the mistakes that she made. Yeah. Uh, you know, not much from Jimmy and or Lucy, but a little bit. Uh, Lucy had a great comic bit that I thought was played well. For me, though, it was it's it's Lisa Gay, unbelievably, in this episode because. It started like it was an offhand comic kind of plot. I think the way they, they pulled it around, actually. but and, and I think what you just said there, Keith, is really what this episode is about. Consequences. Consequences of our actions. Consequences of our strategies. Consequences of the way the dice are rolled. And Lisa Gay is playing is playing an antagonist to her client the whole, almost the whole episode and tries to leverage it, in fact, in order to help Lindsay and all of these things sort of come back and and for the first time whereas she's usually the one talking people down after their when they're dealing with the fallout of their consequences this is the first time we've had to really see her reckon with hers and and, and those questions am I responsible for these deaths mm -hmm. uh, is that responsibility worth the potential benefit. Is there any potential benefit? Are we going to lose 
the kidnap we're gonna are they all is everyone to be was it all for nothing uh, i think watching someone now those everything i just said is is the script and the directing right however her portrayal of it is subtle for the most part but it is unmistakable and undeniable and if you watch the episode two more times i think you pick up even more if i knew if i was looking for it uh, all throughout the episode, I probably would have found more po points to highlight, but you did. So tell me what you think, and if you agree. No, I, 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 I do agree with you. I think it's Lisa Gay's episode for sure. Um, although Kelly Williams did some amazing work, uh, but no, I, I think I think Lisa Gay really did. She elevated what was happening around her, and especially in those early scenes where it was just bafflingly bizarre for reasons that I don't I still don't understand um but she was able to you know keep it keep her character <laughs> in the real world even if no one else was around her and to watch it sort of spiral out for her and and, uh, and everything like pretty much everything that could go wrong did go wrong in this case and uh I thought she did a great job so I you know I think you said it I think it's Lisa Gay Lisa Gay uh, Hamilton wins the best actor. Oopsie. Which brings us up to our good friend and uh, antagonist. The Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. Uh, just because I want to see what you do with it at the end of the year, Keith, uh, mm -hmm. the winner for the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady this week is this puds for Tom, Tom Brady. <laughs> Just to see what happens with that. What I can get through the uh, Instagram sensors? Great. That's this, that's this, fun. This Thanks buds for, that. for Tom. Thanks for that. All right, folks. Uh, you we have arrived at the uh, at the moment where we're gonna have to uh, throw some tires around. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. Whew. For the first 30 minutes, I was pretty, pretty down on uh, the Rebecca plot. However, where it goes, where it leads is actually pretty uh, powerful and led to some of the best sort of moral gray area uh, for Rebecca that we've ever seen. And it's an interesting turn, as I mentioned, because she's usually the sort of ethical center and counsel to uh, our other players. Though I will, Keith and I already begun, if if you just skip to the tires for some reason, we already started discussing <laughs> a little bit earlier why uh, why the PUD, the whole character and plot of the PUD storyline doesn't really make any sense, like, as a criminal? Yeah. Like, was he trying to cover his tracks? Is it just a bizarre... None of it makes a lot of sense. And they didn't, and because they didn't care to really like fill us in on any of that stuff. And I guess my question then becomes was it necessary to make such the character, the, the villain, this, this antagonist so stupid? Isn't it more powerful for Rebecca if he's actually like a plausible human being? It just seems like the ridiculousness is, doesn't, serve a purpose from a from yeah. a plot standpoint and that bothers me because an episode that could have been excellent 
at best can only be good because it's so ridiculous for so long. And I know that if they're trying to use that as a red herring to throw us, right? But you're you're juxtaposing it with the biggest plot of the season. So, right. so don't minimize it. Don't make it hold the same weight. And it eventually does. But why does it have to be eventual, right? Yeah. Once again, it feels written backwards maybe, or that they, th- we'll talk about it more once you weigh in. Um, that said, it ends up being pretty cool. I like the sort of cliffhanger E ending if there is one. They could also leave it dangle, which would be kind of really kind of awesome if if unsatisfying. The Lindsay thing, you know, we talked, I think it was last week, we talked about, oh, we were redoing a plot line, but let's do it better this time, like a retcon. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that is happening once again here. I think the Lindsay murder trial is superior to the Bobby murder trial because she did kill the guy. She had a reason to, but also there are reasons why she is at fault and there are discussions about lying and all these kind of moral things and that lots of cool questions. And we're getting to see the things we love, which is the full team effort, uh, Eugene calling shots. And I hope that next episode we'll get to see them doing their individual jobs the interviewing of the doctors, the ballistics, the, the like the stuff we've been we say is our favorite stuff. I want to see it, right? Right, the right tr- sure. And then some great litigation, and we'll maybe we'll have a, a maybe Kittleson. Oh no, I guess it's not Kittleson. We, uh, we have the judge, right? Um, good stuff, right? Uh, but you'd think Rebecca would be in on this, but they sort of put her in this other case, which. Involves Helen, so Helen's not involved in the main case, which I guess she couldn't anyway. So there's just a, it's muddied a little bit. It's like, it's so close for me to get away from the, the for the train to run away from me and be like, this, this episode is great, but I just feel underwhelmed because it feels like we've re, we're retreading. It's like this was wasn't Bobby's murder trial last season? I think so. Yeah. So I feel like we're bookending two subsequent seasons with the same beat. Um, that said, like I said, this is better. And uh, the interplay between Bobby and Lindsay, if not dramatically satisfying, is at least somewhat realistic to relationships. Um, I just think it's, I am excited. It did set the table well. I just can't love it, man. Uh, I'm going... Probably lower than I should. Spud Pud takes out some points. I'm gonna go seven six seven. Seven six seven. Yeah. Here's here's what gets me about this episode. Uh internal logic. Right? I'll buy a wacky story and a crazy character if at least from the point of view of the character, there is some logic there. There is some like, he's crazy, so what he thinks doesn't make sense, but it does make sense to him. And I don't think any of that storyline, I can't I can't write a version, I can't fill in the blanks from this character's perspective what his plan was, what he was trying to do, what, what even if it was crazy. What was he trying to accomplish with all the pud nonsense, which went away? What was he trying to accomplish with abducting this person? What was the friend 
I, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I, I really like the idea of putting Rebecca in a situation where her case spirals out and everything goes to hell and the worst possible thing happens. And ever. I like that element of it, that Helen gets involved and she makes it worse and everything makes it worse. And, it, and Rebecca's trying to do the right thing over and over and over again. And it blows up in her face. Because you know what? Sometimes that happens. And yeah, I, I like that. Just give me some logic to it. So I wasn't a fan of that. Um, you know, and, and the Lindsay thing, I think is, everything you said is exactly right. I think it's interesting. It feels like a rewrite of a previous story. Um, and it, I think in, in in many ways it is improved that way. I like seeing the, the machinations of like, how are they going to uh, defend her? Because you're, you know, you're sort of when you murder somebody, you have to you're have to make some tough decisions because you've kind of painted yourself into a corner you don't want to be in. So uh, that that I like that the performances were really good. Um, I think this would have been better without the B story at all. And yeah, put uh, Rebecca in on our case. Put Rebecca in the case. Like the stakes are too high to have a B story, sort of of any consequences but i think we needed one more the reason i think it was there is that they didn't have enough storytelling to do in the Lindsay case they it felt like there was a little bit of filler in there and they i think they needed one more complication that forced uh that story back up into prominence because it felt a little bit like yeah there's some stuff we have to get to but mainly we're just like spinning out another episode to have the trial be the season finale. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, it's interesting because of the stakes and things happen, but it just, eh, it just could have been, could have been better. So I'm actually going to give it less than you. I'm going to give it 6.87. It wasn't atrocious, but it also wasn't good. So Bef uh, before we go off it though, like, yeah. can we talk for a second about like, do you think they thought about it, or do you think that we just sum up the pud guy with uh, crazy people do crazy things? You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know that that works for me. I'm trying to still figure out. Okay, he, he didn't. He kidnaps the girl. Clearly, he didn't murder her. He kidnaps her, tells her his friend. So maybe he does sort of have like a like a sex dungeon kind of plot plan. Right. But then he gets. He 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 must have anticipated he was going to get arrested for the. Attack slash murder. I I mean I don't know, and that's and that's and the thing is I don't know, and this thing is also if you go back and think, like how he behaved on the stand, he tried so to cavalier. like charm the jury. So like and like he thought he had some sort of a trump card with the fact that she was kidnapped, but that how does that help her? I mean, he he did sort of like he was under the assumption that the kidnapping would be a lesser included. But again, that's just, it doesn't really... Here's here's the thing, you know, last week, I think I I chalked up some writing to laziness. This isn't laziness. This, this I will say, I think is straight up bad writing. Like, that's just not, that's not good. And I get it that you think it doesn't, I it, what, what, what lets me down a little bit is that there are clearly directorial powers that be, production powers that be, that decide that, that's okay because where we're going is really interesting. I mean, it felt rushed. It felt it felt like, you know, I have a I have a week to put this out. I don't have time to woodshed the logic here. 
So yeah, let's just we're rushed every week, Keith, and we don't woodshed anything. And we have no logic, but we but we're not trying to pretend that we do. So that's true. But we do have uh, one bit of logic. Yeah. And that logic is in the form of yes. an Easter egg every week. And this week, my friends, mm-hmm. that's got to be a pop figurine of our good friend Pugsley Adams. It sure is. Who is not quite the uh, the pud we're talking about, but in this case, uh, it's it'll pass the censors. Let's hope so. Well, <laughs> <laughs> mercifully... You have gotten through another episode of the Out of Practice Podcast. If you would like to write and complain, you can find us at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Out of Practice. You know, while you're at it, do us a huge favor. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and we will welcome you to the jury. You'll be joined all of these fine people here on the jury list, and uh, we'll be very grateful for it. Speaking of people we're grateful for, we'd like to thank our founding sponsors, Jorge Novoa, CloudLover69, Leanne Wrights, Jennifer Masanova, and Kari Kuhn. Did you know that you can get your name on that list? You can join them by becoming an actual sponsor of the Out of Practice Podcast. We could use your help. You can do so in one of three ways. The first two are financial. You can click one of the links in our show notes to leave us a one-time contribution as a gift or a sustaining monthly contribution. It's like PBS only shittier or thirdly (laughs) you could tell a friend someone who likes to listen to random podcasts that there are these two guys talking about the practice but it's about so much more and so much less at the same time Mm. and if you can't do any of those things do us the biggest favor of all unzip your pants and show us those laser sounds nope 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 laser sounds not taking (laughs) responsibility for that one bail eject (laughs) 